Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Distinguish adventures last time on Dungeon Drunks. Evelyn Ayer, the cousin of Travancore, and the reason a devil was summoned under Waterdeep, is dead. The cave dragon called to defend her is also dead. The devil has returned to the Nine Hells, informing the party that until they destroy the strange medallion they found around El- Evelyn's neck, then someone could use it to summon her back against her will. The only way to prevent that from happening is to find a way to destroy it. Now the party stands in the remains of a dragon's lair, grievously injured, but alive, pondering what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Crazy. And tonight I have an entry into the Cider Wars. <gasps> yeah, I know. It's been a while. So literally months ago, friend of the show, Casey, I think she actually tweeted about Finn River Cider. Uh, which is a local brewery on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington. So super local. And she specifically said that she was having some of their habanero cider. And I went, hub, what? I need to try this. And it has literally taken me months to both have the money and know where to find it. But ladies and gentlemen, I have found Finn River Cider, the habanero, which comes in this giant bottle. Wow. Yeah, I also have an, another one of these that I will be doing on the next episode, uh, a slightly different flavor. But I have been sipping on this as I've been trying to figure out some audio issues. And I have to say, it's delicious. It It is habanero, so it's got that, that flavor to it. But the spice kind of hits you on the back end, and it's not terribly spicy. Now, I'm only a little bit into it, so maybe by the end of this this giant bottle, especially depending on what you are doing, I might be going... <laughs> We'll see. But it is absolutely delicious. So thank you, Casey. And speaking of hot things, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Oh, well, well, I thank meant, you. I meant his fireball. <laughs> I meant his fireball. But all of you are, are wonderful, attractive souls that I love playing with. Ah, uh, well, uh, thank you for that intro. This is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Tonight, I have a cute... What is it called? Ah, I fucked Cuban it up. Missile right. Crisis, the one you always use? No, I haven't had this one in months. Yes, it's a Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't like to say that correctly. It is, once again, Diet Cola, uh, vodka, and lime juice. And this shot of Fireball to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the spell equivalent thereof, is dedicated to one of our patrons, Callison the First. Thank you so much for supporting us. And this Fireball shot and any dead monsters is for you. Wait, wait, so are you talking about dead monsters from the last episode? Are you... Are you talking about ones you already killed? Listen, I don't are... know who I'm going to kill tonight, okay? <laughs> That's such an interesting way to, like, live your life, if you think about it. Like, everybody, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, spells and dragons, that's the fantasy thing. But, like, this concept of I don't know who I'm going to kill tonight is... <laughs> is very D&D. Yep. It's very D&D. Yep. Well, Probably Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, as long as we're chatting with you about the philosophy behind murder in D- Dungeons and Dragons, what are you drinking? Um, so, friend of the show, Lori, she recommended to me this 
this wine that you that some of the Lickbos have called the Frisky Beaver, and she thought absolutely perfect. I think it's like the actual brand. And we <laughs> went to the Lickbo, and they did not have it. And so we looked and looked <gasps> and looked. I know I was really sad. I was like, Did oh. they have another Beaver flavored drink? Well, <laughs> we decided <laughs> the next most Canadian thing we could do would be to get a bottle of wine from Wayne Gretzky's Vineyard. Whoa. He has a vineyard. He has a vineyard. Why am I surprised? Luke, did you know that Wayne Gretzky has a vineyard? Wow. Pro stars Wayne Gretzky has his own vineyard. (laughs) Cheers to Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Yeah. So um, we got a red. I want to say it's like a Merlot something else. It's it's okay. It's okay. Good, not great. It's a little tanniny. Like, it's a little tanniny for my taste. And it doesn't have as much, like, I'm trying, our friend who is actually good at wine would be able to, like, help me. It just doesn't have it, you know? Like, it doesn't have the, like, oomph that, like, it's, like, I like a red that's got, like, flavor and not just tannin. And I feel like this is a red that has, like, a lot of tannin and not a lot of flavor. Sorry, Wayne, you are very good at hockey. The world knows this to be true. Absolutely. And I think it is totally fair for you to just be able to say, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, taste is subjective. It's perfectly Uh, fine. Wayne Gretzky's red, leaving you St. Louis blues. Yeah. (laughs) This is a hockey joke for all you guys. For a joke that only a few people are going to get, Travancore, why don't you go next? What are you drinking? Travancore's got that gritter tune. Good good people of (laughs) Faerun. Sorry, that's a that is a, a term a friend taught me to describe the qualities necessary for 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 trusted hockey men, which is grit and no, sorry, grit and leadership. So it's gr- grittership, grittership, grittership. You gotta have that grittership. I mean, how appropriate! Like, uh, oh, by the way, the Flyers in the playoff. Yay! Travancore's choice, I should say, is the last of the Lagunitas Dark Swan Sour Ale from Lagunitas Brewing Company, which means I have to make a trip to uh, to Rocco's Beverage uh, right in uh, Upper Providence Township, PA, to uh, to procure more more booze or perhaps total wine in Claymont, Delaware. Free plugs for uh, for I should start soliciting these uh, these big warehouses. Like, hey, we have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we drink. Please sponsor us. No, I, I have a I have a great idea. The next thing that we do the quarterly thing for our patreons and where we do um some extra bit of content you should do a a wine and beer and alcohols near travancore crawl Ooh, rather you like that. film yourself getting wine and beer and alcohol near travancore Ooh, are you allowed to film in abc stores mm-hmm. i have probably before. depends on the store okay it might also depend on what you're doing i may have filled friend of the show izzy singing in one once all right, Carlton, have you ever filmed yourself in an alcoholic beverage store? And if you have, what were you doing? Uh, I like to play the fifth. So yes. <laughs> I bet of anyone the- here, since you actually work in like the film and entertainment industry, that you might have legally actually been in a in a beverage store. Uh, filming. I filmed at a convenience store before, which had booze for sale, but not an actual full on liquor store before. Close enough for jazz. Yep, close enough. Good enough for government work. Yep. And what are you drinking tonight? Uh, the last of Mayoritos, uh, which is the strawberry soda. It's a very bright red. almost looks like fruit punch. And is is it as good as all of the others? Um, no. Oh. oh. Uh, it's not bad, but it's definitely not my favorite of the bunch. Is it better than any of the previous six pack you had been suffering through? Yes, it's definitely better than the 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 really bad 
where I went, it's like, this sounds terrible. Let me get it. Yeah. Batteritos taste better than than all of that. Everything else from a previous six pack. I just need to cross the river in New Jersey and send you some nice Frank soda. Well, for the moment, you guys are nowhere near a river. You're nowhere near of an alcohol establishment of any sort. You guys are still in the under mountain. And if I remember correctly, the very last thing that had happened was after you had had this discussion with the devil and found exactly what it was that that she wanted you to do. Jonathan was successful in bringing back his friend Bucks, and you are all now standing in the darkened, giant interior of the cave that you can only assume is the home of this cave dragon. What would you like to do? Let's find some weapons. I was going to say, we need to find those weapons before somebody else does. So I'm looking at this map, and we can... We can cut this out if it's spoilery, but there's this big yellowness down at the bottom of this map. There is. Is, is so, that a pea spot? No. So I will say now that there isn't a dragon, a devil, or a an evil necromancer trying to kill you, you can take some time and explore this area. Now, there's no light in this giant cavern, so you very quickly discover that the end of the cave is hundreds of of feet deep. It goes very deep into the mountain. It's got giant ceilings. It's it's a big kind of oval shape. And at the very end, where your dark vision hadn't been able to reach, but you are now able to find, is what at first looks like a horde of a dragon. It is a, a pile of shinies. As you get closer, I'd love you all to roll perception checks. I love the things I know how to do. Bucks is going to roll because Bucks is back. Bucks is back. Bucks is back. Bucks gets a 20. Yay. Natural 20. Well, you know what? Just because I'm petty and jealous, I'm going to have Shadow roll too. (laughs) All right. So Bucks got a 20. Jonathan, what did you get? Uh, So actually, he got a 23 uh, total. And Jonathan the Magimuscular got a 17. 17. And Carlton? I got a 24. Ooh. And Bernie? 22. And Travancore? 15. And Shadow? 13. That's what I get by being motivated by my more baser instincts. Yeah, you are still very just distracted by this whole conversation you had with the devil, with the death of your cousin. Like, that is still weighing on your mind enough that you you are normally the one to see and notice everything and- Right now, as you guys are in this large cavern, you keep finding your eyes drawn back to the the other smaller room where Evelyn's body is, where the devil was. Jonathan, you find yourself watching Bucks fly around the room. He's newly returned to you, and you find that you- I mean, you all see this pile of shit. This pile of craziness on the end of the the room. There's no denying that you all notice it. But when it comes to picking out specific details about it, Jonathan, you're too busy watching the majesty of your friend flying above you, scoping it all out. Butts with his natural 20 will get back to you in a second. Carlton and Bernie, you eye this pile. And it's very apparent that this is a, a pile a little unlike kind of the cliched dragon's hordes that you had heard of. Definitely you do know that dragons in general, all the different colors and sizes and shapes of them all collect different things, but this isn't a pile of gold and jewels. It, it is 
mostly weapons. You see dozens of pieces of armor, all kinds of different swords and shields, uh, maybe hundreds of individual smaller pieces, a greave, part of a breastplate, the back bit of, you know, some plate mail. Most of it cleaned and shined to a polish that now as you approach, even without any light, you can you can see that just a little bit of light would dazzle this room. They're displayed almost methodically in stacks and rows. Here's a whole bunch of pieces of chainmail. Here's a whole bunch of pieces of shield. Here's a whole bunch of pieces of long swords or whole long swords. Almost OCD. And anything that has any texture or a more interesting shape is in a, a slightly more prominent position, more towards the front or the top of the pile. As you work your way down through all of these bits and pieces of, of arms and weapons, most of it metal. There's, there's almost no leather or cloth except for bits and pieces that would be on, say, a piece of plate mail, the buckles kind of thing. You see that it shifts. It then switches to a huge collection of bones, teeth, ivory, shells of insects or crustaceans that are all, once again, sorted and arranged like trophies, cleaned to bare nothing. Some of the insect shells are easily the size of shadow. They're huge. A lot of them are a matte black and have just been cleaned, but some of them have interesting markings on them or come from some of the other dead creatures that you are semi-familiar with. And obviously these are bits and pieces that have just been arranged in a, in a display. Next to that is the smelliest part of the pile as it is mostly corpses. Ooh. You think the vast majority of anything that was pulled out of any of the armor, weapons, shells, uh, any of the bones that were extracted, all of that lovely stuff that was cleaned and left as a display, next to it is the, the pile of stuff that it was pulled from. The inside of some weird bug, half a kobold, bits and pieces of drow, some humans, some large what looks like barrels or crates of half spoiled food that might have been stolen from a bar somewhere it's a motley arrangement it is not at all assorted it looks like just a frantic pile of discarded saved food maybe and then amongst all of this you can kind of pick out some some other things um, that as, as you get closer, depending on what you'd like to check for, we can take a look for. Bucks, with his natural 20, sees all of this. And he also notices that there are two specific weapons that are given positions of, of importance on the top of the weapon pile. He sees a bow, a silver bow with a very fine thread that unlike all of the other weapons that are just lying flat, it seems that whoever placed it here made an effort for it to be standing upright. And then in a different part of the pile, a long sword. It's a silvered blade uh, inside of a a sheath that is the scabbard is dyed red with silver inlays and 
he actually notices that the inlay on the sheath on one side, it seems to spell out a word and on the other, and it looks like, because this is also standing upright, the other side spells out a word. Jonathan, what languages do you speak? Uh, Colin and Traconic. But I can only assume it says Tommy Hilfiger on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy and Hilfiger. Absolutely. Tommy on one side, Hilfiger on another. Yeah. Bucks uh, cannot read it. So Okay. Uh, does it say who silver see? pulls the sword from the stone shall be the ruler of all England? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Magic Musk is like, yep. Uh, can Bernie, given what, can I do, like, I guess it'd be nature, given what I saw, that kind of dragon, which literally breathes out filth and disgustingness, does this kind of behavior seem like that kind of dragon would do that? Sure, give me a nature check. Jonathan the Magimuscular has a sinking feeling when he sees the organized, uh, bits, because he has a notion. Well, he should make a check, too. I don't have any bonuses to nature, so this will be fun. He can't make a, ch- a check because he's just standing there, but if you would That's like a to- a three. S- a three? This seems like an OCD dragon. Or, so Jonathan the Magimuscular has dealt with kobolds a lot recently. Yeah, I was kind of thinking it was actually the kobolds, and I just wanted to double check. I'll say, as you say this out loud, Travancore, you would know instinctually with dragons being your favorite enemy, this is a dragon's horde. And while, like, some of the more favored kobolds or servants of this dragon might be allowed to place things there and arrange things, the the dragon would have dominion over this. This isn't a kobold horde. They don't, they don't have need for all of this. Right, but they're, like, the polish to a shine. Like, kobolds, and this is more Jonathan, the actual player, talking. Kobolds love work for work's sake. Like, they just, they do things and make traps and do everything, not only to serve the master, but also just to work. And seeing meticulously polished weapons and armor and sorted, that seems like the kind of work that kobolds might just do for the master. I'll roll a nature check. All right. I've got a I've got a minor plus to this. Oh, that is a 24. Okay. You don't think that on the one hand, yeah, it's all arranged nicely, but then there's this pile of of rotting flesh that's just sitting right next to everything. Mm. You do know that kobolds like to work, but they they're usually trying to eke out a living, trying to please their master. You you don't think they would take on a task, especially in the underdark, as laborious as polishing and and now that you're closer and, and Bucks has relayed all this to you, you think that even some of the, the beetle carcasses have been not just cleaned, but polished. This was probably an, an edict or a directive from the dragon because it's it's too organized and clean and to, to be like th- this is not mostly wearable stuff. Mm. You've seen the kobolds that are down here. You've encountered them. They don't take this much pride in their appearance. Yeah, but their they equipment have... was shit. Their equipment was eh, okay. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't it wasn't shined like this. They didn't polish their stuff, but everything here, you suspect if you cast a light spell, it would be dazzlingly bright in here because it would just reflect off of every every surface of this pile. I cast light. <laughs> Oh, yeah, great. it does exact. For <laughs> do, a moment, do, you're all do, kind of do, blinded do, as you'd do, seen. Do, 
Do, do, do, do, do, do, Are you turning do, light do, on do, and do. off and on and off and on yeah, and off? Yeah, do, 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 do. Like one in each hand. The system is down. The system <laughs> is down. God damn it, cheat. <laughs> All of you to roll um, constitution saving throws. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, audibly. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nice going there. Smooth move, x Listen. <laughs> to, to expedite it, did anybody roll under a five? A no. five or under? No. Luckily, no. <laughs> this is how people get epilepsy. I can't, I can't roll under a, uh, a seven or You could roll a natural one. <laughs> They're not fails on saving throws. Uh, oh, really? Come back oh. to me on that one. Oh, 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 oh dear. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know, I know Raw says that is not. Anyway, fortunately, as this uh, goes off and Jonathan makes the lights flash, it's disconcerting for all of you and it is uh, blinding and you, none of you can really see, but um, none of you are stunned. Bernie comes up and puts a hand on Jonathan and she goes, I don't want epilepsy. Turn oh, he, it uh, off. Sorry, sorry. And I, uh, I stop. Okay, but now with the light, as you all adjust to, as you all adjust to having the light here, and yeah, it bounces off of all these surfaces and lights up the entire gigantic cavern just with all of this stuff. Well, I thought finding this shit would have been a lot harder, but, uh, hey, Travancore. Oh, I'll take the freebie. Ooh, a new longsword for me. (laughs) Oh, the longsword. That's what you go for. You the know what? Fucking long I'm going to grab the bow. Well, I, I just assumed Carlton was going to take the bow anyway. But, but hey, if you guys insist. Hey, you want to trade? Let me, let me. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's trade. I'll give you the I'll give you the longsword if you give me the bow. God forbid we don't we want our don't want a ranged combatant to do the most damage possible. All right, I want to take a look at this uh, this arrow and confirm my suspicions that it's uh, it's a little piece of home. The arrow or the bow? Yes. <laughs> the bow is, it is very obviously something of elven make. It is gorgeous. It's a gleaming silver longbow. And from a distance, it's kind of deceptively simple looking. It just looks like um, a solid piece of maybe like a, a, a hard white piece of wood. But as you get closer, you can see that there are dozens of beautiful patterns carved into the limbs in the back of it. And they're so intricate that they almost seem to move in the light. The string on the bow is white and so thin it's almost invisible. But as you you pull on it, it's a nice strong draw. As you initially take the long sword, uh, I will say, Travancore, you can read at least the one side of the scabbard. It seems like the one side might be a name or a command or something, but it doesn't it doesn't spell anything out. But in Elvin, the other side says relentless. The the one side in and it's in Elvin says Vorfindal, and the opposite side of the scabbard says relentless in Elvin. Vorfindal. Ooh, ooh, John Jonathan the Magimuscular has to think. Alright, the uh, the party recognizes Jonathan the Magimuscular from Neverwinter. Kit, may I may I have the sword real quick? I hand over the uh the, the long sword to uh to JMM. Okay, and you said the the word on the one end was was what? Uh, on one side, in you don't speak Elven, so you've been told. I'll read it out loud for his benefit. Excellent. So, um, Travancore says that the one side says Vorfindal, and the other side says in Elvish, relentless. 
Jonathan the Magimuscular draws the sword and says, Vorfindal, and then lets the sword go. Uh, you're pretty sure this is a magic item that requires attunement. Damn. Okay. I'll, I'll come back to this. <laughs> Do you want to give it to your guinea pig? <laughs> no. I want to attune to this first. Wait, why? Because I think it's a flying sword. But, okay. I'm, I just thought perhaps that our person who swings things. He's like, got, he's got enough weapons. He's got a, a halberd that does like necrotic damage. Maybe you know that he's been in the market for a new weapon for a while, and we are weapons. Like, and I do have this really cool cloak. You have fire. Yeah, you've got a cloak that comes out of your hands. Yeah, that's my fucking cloak, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we're just playing musical shit, but apparently, (laughs) I just assumed that this was the the sword that. Carlton's been shopping around for, or maybe it is a flying sword, but you make fire in your hands. Right. But if I can have a flying sword that I can uh, use minor actions, let's call them bonus actions. And, and since I don't really have anything to use bonus actions for, it gives me something else to do. It helps our action economy if it is a flying sword. Yeah, but why is it? It's named Glorfindel, and he's associated with like. Two things, really. And none of them are flying. But it's relentless. It says Vor, just to be clear, it says Vorfindal with a V. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I that's okay. I didn't want to. Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, I and think I it's assumed a, it was also green. Word. <laughs> well, what if we were to split the difference and have Jonathan attuned to the sword and use it as a flying sword, but as a sword sword, Carlton could use it so that we have... Well, uh, we don't even know that it's a flying sword. And if, if it Wait, is a flying can sword... can I hear your reasoning behind it being a flying sword? Um, It is cool. It has a neat name. And it has a weird word that doesn't really mean anything. Now, I, I wasn't a scientist back home, but I don't think this meets the rigor necessary deemed by the scientific method. No. It's I, a I notion. Mean- all it is is a notion. Can he do an arcana check? I so funny thing when we get back to the surface and I get to edit my spell book, I am going to add identify to this shit so that all of a sudden I can just do it as a ritual and ad- identify everything, and then all these questions go away for the most part. But for now, I want to try and attune to it just because I have a spare slot of attunement uh, right now as well. I don't think I do, so I can't help you out. And she pat, uh, in character, Bernie's going to pat Carlton on the butt and say, I tried, buddy. Thanks. Do you want your cloak? It smells like me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's some dragon guts on it. Fucking cloak. (laughs) Dragon guts, dragon guts. It's almost time for dragon guts. Mayonnaise. It's covered in mayonnaise. (laughs) There's dragon guts and it's got Ode de Carlton on it. You do have three Modrons who are very good at cleaning things. So what does this cloak do again? I just remember specifically the cloak was defo a Bernie thing, and now our orc is wearing it. It lets you look like some, like you're wearing something else. Like, so I made it look like the duster jacket, but it only as a cloak. Yeah, it can become different materials. This was a Julia thing, actually. Bernie's not necessarily as into fashion as Julia is. This was a cloak <laughs> Julia wanted for herself. Um, Carlton, why don't you hang on to it for me? And then once we get it, uh, dry cleaned and, um, and, and maybe fire. I don't know if there's a, 
Ble- bleached? The Motrons sure. have something up their sleeve. We'll, they'll put some elbow grease in it. As soon it. as you say fire cleaned, Jonathan the Muscular kind of like rises above your shoulders. Like don't, with a. Don't even think about it. He's got a very. Uh, no, I just. If you if you want, that's fine. I'm at your disposal. And he r- lowers down. All right. So Jonathan is holding on to the longsword to attune to it for flying reasons. Carlton Possible is holding on. Reasons. Possible flying reasons. Carlton is holding on to the cloak for possible cleaning reasons. Uh, Travancore, are you holding on to the bow? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's Wait, right. You guess! Hold on! You hold guess! Hold on! Hold the fucking phone! Oh, no. Will you guess? Oh, no. Here, come, here, here begin with the lecture. We, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, okay, wait, I'm assuming down. we can't see you. So is it possible that this was just wonderful sarcasm that we are misunderstanding? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, obviously I'm going to take the bow. Like, it's sort of like that we've been building up to this whole thing. And uh, maybe it was misdelivered. But like, yeah, what am I going to do with the sword? Like, I'm not a sword guy. What am I going to do with the cloak? I'm not a cloak guy. I'm a bow it's and arrow guy. It's your ancestral bow. You don't guess you're going to take a shit. My family that I, I know, have a lot of ambivalent feelings about right now. Hey, cut me some slack. My cousin just died. <laughs> huh, fair. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Are the two of you going to attune to these weapons? Especially because I killed her. <laughs> yeah. And in light of that, maybe... Yeah, I can. Is it cool if I have the bow? Everyone, no, I told we, it to you. We want cool, you to. Cool. We. Li- that's right. literally what all, all right. of us want. <laughs> this is what we came here for. Oh, one, one, one question, Travancore. Can you take yeah. your blazing bowstring from your current shitty bow, sorry, to your new bow of hotness to make it super hot? You better hope that his current shitting bow. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> This current shitty bow doesn't also secretly have some kind of personality, and you just defended it. Black blade, 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 blade. (laughs) Yeah, do I know enough from being attuned to the flare bow to see whether the the actual bow or any properties of it are transferable to this new bow? You have no clue about transferring a magical effect that that is oh that's right Jonathan would flare bow not a blazing bowstring. Got it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what Jonathan gets for reading the wrong item description in the DMG. But no, as far as you know, <laughs> no, no, the... I li- so I listen to a and lot of that, D&D, my friend, and there is a flare bow and a blazing bowstring that do very similar things, and I forgot which one Travancore had. There's also an item in the Dungeon Master's Guide called Sick Burn. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's also something that Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, completely invented called a flare bow that uh, Travancore currently has. And Travancore, you would know that you think it's the entire bow, not just the string. So you don't think uh. just taking off the string and putting it onto something else would, would make that enchantment work. Now, as far as transferring one enchantment to another, that's it. That is... That's a Jonathan question. But, but you could take the bow off and wrap it around as an homage to where you came from. Uh, that's not te- food for that's thought. That's a terrible idea. I mean, here's the thing. I, um, no, this is not in character. This is Julia, The through the transitive property of how games work, called Shit Gets Better With Time. I would put money on if you did a little attuny investigate whatever into that bow. You would find you liked it better than the flare bow. <laughs> That Lauren would not reward Probably. you with something worse than what you already had. Probably. Unless she, we have secretly made her very angry. So, at everything's this, cursed. At this point, yeah. 
Jonathan the Mad Muscular is kind of going to look around. It's like, so, okay, we have this horde here. We have the dead dragon over there. Where are all the kobolds? I don't know, as I'm slowly, like, putting coin and stuff into the bag of holding. <laughs> Carlton, yeah. there's no coin. As uh, chain mail and shields and swords and... Carlton, no dead bodies. Don't put junk in our in our no junk. bag. We only and then, like, want to. And then, so the, the the skimming motion I was doing, I then like scoop back out and like push it back out when they say don't grab junk. All right, by not junk, what exactly do you mean? No dead bodies or pieces of dead bodies or pieces of things that look like dead bodies or like incomplete armor pieces. I mean, I think what we would get for all this. Essentially scrap? Well, I'm definitely going to take a shield, just in case that longsword isn't flying, then I can go sword and board. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, if 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 you have some, a shopping list, per se, if you're not just going to scoop, but if you're going to look for specific pieces, Carlton, I would like for you to roll a perception check. If Jonathan and Travancore are attuning to their items, then for the next half hour, like, we're going to take a short rest, and you guys are going to do that, so I'll say Bernie can help, and uh, the two of you can can roll perception checks if you'd like. Gotcha. So while I'm attuning to this thing, I don't have the opportunity to roll hit dice, is that right? Uh, you can roll hit dice. I'm going to say, uh, you're oh, just not really going to be able to... No, no you. you're <laughs> taking a short rest. If if you want to take a short rest right now so that you can attune to the, the items so that Bernie and Carlton can pick through this, if that's what you want to do, then really the only thing that Jonathan and, and Travancore are going to be unable to do is really help with the picking through things as your focus is going to be on short resting and attuning. Yeah, I want to do some yeah, hit dice. Because my hit point maximum is still minimized. Uh, Your hit point maximum is still minimized. Yeah, so is mine. Those Okay, so if you take a short rest, I believe those of you who are poisoned are no longer poisoned. Yay. Yes, but those of you who have a minimized uh, hit point from previous fights, that's still present. And while they're doing that, assuming that you're going to finish the short rest which you can assume because I'm the one that's in charge of it. I'm going to put into the chat information about the two weapons that you guys are attuning to so that you can read them on over while Bernie and Carlton are checking things out. So, okay, that is the bow. And that is what you get from attuning to the bow. Ooh. This Jonathan is the longsword. And that is what you get from attuning to the longsword. Oh, my. While the two of them, yeah, I know, (laughs) Uh, large bits of text, as they look that over, Carlton and Bernie, so while the short rest is happening, while you guys heal up, while two of you um, attune to your weapons, I need perception checks from Carlton and Bernie, and I would like, once you give me those perception checks, what are you looking for? We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offer stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands at a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. 
play with some of the Forgotten Realms' most iconic heroes, like Minsk, Boo, and Dritzt, characters from Force Grey, like Arkin the Cruel, and even Strix from Dice Camera Action. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This code expires on April 22nd, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. A I N E B A W N S P U E M O N G. So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. I need perception checks from Carlton and Bernie, and I would like, once you give me those perception checks, what are you looking for? General, specific, tell me what you're looking for. So, Carlton? I got an 11, looking for a intact shield and a full set of plate. Just one? One full set of plate, obviously. Uh, Maybe two shields, preferably, you know, just to have a backup. Okay, and Bernie, what was your check? Uh, Bernie's getting Coco Snoot to sniff around, help out. Sure. So Bernie got a 12, and Coco Snoot got a 14. Okay. Can Bucks help at all? Uh, sure. I'll let Bucks help. Although he's really interested in this sword that you're attuning to. This is kind of fascinating to him, but I'll let him help. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna- I'm gonna slightly change my mind for the better. He can help by either offering help to Carlton or Bernie. So he's gonna- Using his perception check from before, which was friggin' amazing, he is gonna give Carlton and Bernie, uh, through you, a couple of clues as to, like, specific areas to look for, and then he wants to perch on your shoulder and and attune to this thing okay. with you. So, okay. who would you like to give help to? I'm gonna roll a die and see who gets higher. So, uh, highs Bernie, lows Carlton. Uh, Carlton, a owl comes and helps you out. All right, Carlton, you can go ahead and roll with advantage, so go ahead and roll again. Uh, that's going to be a 24 this time. Thanks, Ooh, buddy. nice. Bernie and, uh, and Bernie and Coco Snoot, what were you guys specifically looking for? And you can look for different things. Bernie was kind of hoping to see if she could, she li- loves Kevin the Mace, but she wanted to see if she could find anything that had a little bit, was a mace still, or within the same wheelhouse that had a little bit more damage power. Okay. Um, and what's Coco Snoot looking for? Coco Snoot's helping Bernie. Okay. Well, then I'll say you go ahead and roll with advantage instead of him rolling. Coco Snoot's helping Bernie, looking for literally anything that she could give a little whack, little extra oomph to. But also, like, she knows that there's this important sword and this important bow, but kind of could there be anything else in here? Maybe less important, but still valuable. Sure. As a 17. Okay. Yeah, so let's start with you. You go looking, you start with kind of the array of weaponry. And while you do find other maces, none of them seem any more special than Kevin. None of them seem to be more powerful, more prominent. You do kind of a a, a look over. Uh, You don't see anything. You you do find some intact ones and you find uh, quite an armory. With, With your role, you can basically pick up as many 
normal pieces of weapons as you want. You you find a whole array of weapons that are in excellent condition, shined to a to a sheen, uh, but nothing that really catches your eye as far as a replacement for Kevin. You do find a couple of other interesting things, though, as you kind of paw through the weaponry. The weapons are right next to... There's all this other stuff, like, strategically placed. No money. You don't find any gold or platinum or gems uh, or anything like that. You do find, as you're pulling aside all of these these maces... Nope, not as good as Kevin. Nope, not as good as Kevin. You find an amethyst drinking cup. It's huge. It's like a goblet-sized drinking cup made out of pure amethyst, deep purple. Almost like the amethyst (gasps) acropolis. And you actually know enough about medicine offhand to know that there's a an old wives tale that says that this material was probably chosen because people believe it prevents you from getting intoxicated you also know that that is patently false but it is a gorgeous large chalice of a cup um you also find uh go ahead and roll a d10 for me a d10 a d10 Ooh. that's a three you find a set of pan pipes. A pan pan pipes? Pan pipes, yeah, like like you would see from a satyr playing on them. They're simple but gorgeous, and when you pick them up, you've no idea what they're made out of all at, at all. It's it's but they feel they feel light, and yet you feel like you could smash them against the ground and they wouldn't break. And when you blow across them, they don't make any noise. And go ahead and roll a nature check. Brittany wants to try to do the, like, um, see if I can whistle it, from Peter Pan. (laughs) You play what you think that is, but no noise comes out of these pan pipes. Sorry if that broke your eardrums, everyone. (laughs) Uh, That was really close to the mic. Uh, Nature, don't have any bonuses for that. That's going to be fun. Oh, my God. Am I going to get to play all of the snakes out of a city? Lord. (laughs) <laughs> all the rats out of a city specifically that's a 15 on my nature check which is good for me you look at this thing really closely because it's it's weird it looks incredibly well made despite the fact that it doesn't make any noise which is weird it's white with this intricate spiraling along all of the the individual pipes and then you realize that you think this might be made out of the horn of a unicorn Ooh. what Putting it in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you examine this cup and this these horns and also and any of the normal weaponry that you find, you, you can certainly find with that role any weaponry that nothing special, but all of it in good condition. So no, Bernie has quickly realized that weaponry is not the way to go here. And she is looking for more shit like this from this point on. <laughs> well, while you examine these two things, Carlton... Oh, yeah. So you, you're specifically looking for intact pieces. Uh, You were looking for plate mail and uh, shields specifically, right? Yeah. You easily start finding a bunch of shields. Nothing incredibly special. Some of those big tower shields that you saw some of the kobolds using, but nothing that seems anything out of the ordinary. But you do find... About a dozen, easily. Really nice, well-cared-for shields, whole and intact. You can find another three or four dozen bits and pieces of shields, but you, you do find that. You do find some armor that, once again, 
seems like it would be standard armor, uh, mostly breastplates that seem to be in good repair. You do find one set of adamantine plate mail. Jesus. A suit of armor reinforced with adamantine, which... I will put that on. I'm going to put it on. (laughs) I'm going to put it in the bag. Birdie looks over and I've got like one leg hopping like and I like fall over trying to squeeze my fat ass into this. Carlton, Carlton, I thought, Carlton, the mayonnaise. (laughs) The mayonnaise would actually help. Oh, God, it's going to smell so bad. If the barbarian wants to put on plate mail, sure, I'll give you the stats. Because it's not magical. It is just really nice plate mail. Uh, So the suit of armor is reinforced with adamantine, one of the hardest substances in existence. While you're wearing it, any critical hits against you become a normal hit. It is, you think you could get easily about 1,500 gold pieces for it, but it is heavy. It's 65 pounds. I know you have the strength for it, uh, and you do have disadvantage on stealth checks. Yep, that's fine. Does your barbarian... I'm also part fighter. Yeah, but... You don't get the proficiencies. Uh, double check I'll that double because check that, that would you. be really weird if, as a barbarian if you can suddenly wear plate mail. So wait, you said you were going to wear it or keep it? I'll keep it. Oh, okay. I thought you said you were putting it on and I'm like- I was what? and then I realized, wait, I don't know how to use it. No, no. I, I thought you were going to put it on again after we said you weren't proficient with it. All right. And then Carlton, did you, besides this one piece of plate mail, did you want to take any of the, between you and Bernie, did you want to take any of the armor or weapons or any of the, the mundane stuff? Um, I'll take some of the shields, uh, cause they'll fit me. I could still use my barbarian stuff with shields. Might, might as well take the breastplate too. Cause it's, the breastplate goes for a pretty penny, right? Yeah. I'll take a breastplate. I'll take some of that. We can resell it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's are in there, a good condition. Are there any lock picks? Yeah, oh. there are any uh, thieves. <laughs> Roll an investigation <laughs> check, actually. Right. Also, uh, Carlton, as you write down the things that you're taking, roll a d10. Bernie, what'd you get for your investigation? I'm just double checking that I have no bonuses to that either. 13. You don't find any lock picking, but you're pretty sure that something like that might, from what you're seeing here, it's basically anything that's food or anything that's shiny. And while lock picks can be shined, it they you, you're trying to be, uh, you know, unseen with those. So you think lock picks might not have been the kind of thing this dragon was looking for. Fair, fair. Carlton, what'd you roll for your D10? A 10. You find a a box that at first doesn't interest you at all. It's just kind of this, this uh, nicely kept wooden box. And it doesn't interest you, but then you have this moment where you're like, wait a second, why is this wooden box in the midst of all of this metal? And you open it up and you find bricks of what looks like this black compressed stuff. And on the cover of this this large box is a flower. It looks like a black lotus. Hmm. You have a box that contains four half-pound bricks of compressed black lotus pollen. Compressed wow. black lotus. Oh, from Magic the Yeah, Gathering. we could get three black mana or three mana of any color from that. Absolutely. Man, that shit is valuable. We got to hold on to that. Believing in the heart of the cards paid off. All right. You, the long rest or the short rest is coming to a close. Was there anything else in this room or in the other room that you guys wanted to investigate during this short rest? So Jonathan the Magmuscular isn't going to have a chance to, to look for anything. Cool. Well, I'll say after the short rest is over, 
if you want to take a moment. After the short rest, I think we should get going. Because if there are no kobolds yeah. here, we might as well get out while the getting's good. Because we did sort of murder their god. Yep. Yeah, we, 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 we did a murder. We're not going to become their god. We're not dragons. We're not, We're not even dragonborn. No. I'd love everyone to roll perception checks. We did a murder today, guys. We I would say we did a self-defense. Murder, she wrote. Murder, she uh, wrote. So Jonathan the Metamuscular gets a six. Bucks, once again, gets a natural 20. Oh, jeez. Bucks. Uh, Bernie got a 21. Cheers. You know what? I've this- been on point with my perception tonight. With a 22. For the second natural 20 for Buck's Perception, I'm going to take the shot of Fireball. Cheers. Do no, it. Do so it. So we got natural 20. We got Bernie with a 21, you said? Bernie got a 21. Carlton. 22. And Travancore. 18. Uh, everyone but Jonathan hears a gasp from the other end of the, the hallway. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Well, is it Ben? <laughs> you can't see anything because uh, the light spell would have gone out by now and so it's basically your dark vision and you can only see up to 60 feet. So you hear a gasp coming from the tunnel that the cave dragon just had just burrowed through and you kind of know that direction but you can't see anything because it's six, more than 60 feet away. Let us away from relentless. this place. Relentless. <laughs> Do you actually I, oh, yeah. say relentless? All right. I'm, so... I'm not going to be attuned to this for very much longer, so I'm going to use it while I got it. Okay. You speak that command word, and the blade erupts into flame. Uh, they shed bright light in a 40-foot radius and dim light for an additional 40 feet. And it's still not quite far enough to really see the end of this cavern where you heard the <gasps> from. Uh, but now... As you do that, you hear more murmurings and you see, you start to see figures coming out of the darkness and there are kobolds coming towards you. Hmm. I told you, you should have given the sword card. Well, we'll fine. It will be okay. He still has his hacky stick. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the kobolds calls out and says, surrender or die. Oh. hmm. Um. uh, No. We're, We've we're got gonna permission leave. from your leader, Vang. Yeah, oh. where's Vang Ashstalker? We want to yeah, talk to him. We want to talk to Vang. Vang Ashstalker walks forward, a crossbow in his hands, and you see that the kobold that you previously met, all those, all, what seems like months ago, but it was really only like a day ago, has got tears in his eyes. And he looks at you and he says... You, you, you killed him. Wasn't us. Was a lady named Evelyn. She's no good. Yeah. And we killed her to avenge your we lost god. We did kill Evelyn. I did do that. I did, yes, I did a murder him. and it was Evelyn. I didn't murder anyone else today. Just her. Roll a, per, a deception check. Which one Actually, of us? I'm all, telling all the us? truth. If you think about it. Yeah, but you also killed the cave. You were participating in the cave dragon. So um, go ahead and roll. Yeah, I'm going to have Bernie. Yeah, the both of you kind of talked at once. I would like both of you to roll deception checks. That's a natural 20! Specifically a 25 if we're being... Okay. Vang looks back and forth between the two of you tears streaming down his draconian face and says but but 
but they were working together. Vang, she's a bad, she was a bad person. She was betraying him. I Did know. Did you see the devil? Did you think she wasn't going to try to kill him? But. We he, had to kill her. We had he to could, end it. Vang, she would have hurt you too. She did hurt me. That was the dark one. We know. So why are you pissed? I know that- Because Idrisardar is dead. I know. It's her fault. But we can have a funeral, Vang. You can lay him to rest. What will we do? You can do right by him in the afterlife. What will we do now? You um, can ascend to being a true dragon. <laughs> Shut up. No. What the does this happen? Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to stride over to Vang, and he's holding his sword aloft, sort of like a torch. As you do that, just so you know, the dozen kobolds behind him that come into view with your your raised sword all raise crossbows. Some have their own swords. Some have the big tower shield. You can see most of them were ready to fight and then had kind of stand down a a tiny bit as this conversation happened. As you stride forward, they all reform. And 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 I say, I say, they, (laughs) he, she hurt you. She hurt your dragon. We are leaving. And you and your people are going to fend for yourselves. You are going to become your own people. Not beholden to a dragon or anyone else. You are going to take some fucking ownership in your life. (gasps) Roll a persuasion check. Can Bernie give him advantage by shaking her head in the background? Uh, no, but your successful deception, you, the two of you were successful at your deception check before, so this will help. Persuasion, uh, that is going to be an 18. Okay. He looks at you, you get the sense that he doesn't really believe you, but he believes that you believe that. Like, he kind of does, you got this big speech. He kind of, he does that nod that people do when you're you're saying the right thing but they don't really believe it and he goes but she was eating us she was eating you must- well, yeah idrisardar gets gets hungry and there's not a lot of food down here that we can scavenge so she would she she did Sometimes one of us would sacrifice ourselves to her, but she kept us safe. Did she, though? There, there were drow, and there was, there was, there's so much down here. Listen, okay, then defend yourself. Learn to be your own people. You saw me up there. One, one wizard up in that fight made all the difference. One cleric. One ranger, one barbarian, because we were a team and we did things that no one else could, that you couldn't do. So you are going to, you are going to buck up. You are going to be the best kobolds you can and you will survive. And I walk away. Not just survive, but thrive. Exactly. I believe Yeah. And remember, (laughs) you came here to kill all of us. When you thought we had killed your dragon, which means you can do it because you already knew that you had it inside you all along. It's right here. 
are there hearts on the same side? Can yeah, they're, they're right. They're um, about right here. <laughs> right here. Right here. You did it. You did the thing. You were going to kill us. You were going to kill us after you thought we, just just us, had killed your dragon. And that takes a lot of bravery. Um, Maybe a, a little, a little, well, it takes a lot of bravery. And you've got that bravery. And you've got weapons. He looks a little bit abashed. And he says, we, well... And one of the kobolds behind him says, We were going to die and join Idrisarda in the in the afterlife. And a couple of the kobolds around him are like, Yeah, but you can see that most of them have kind of they've lowered their, their weapons a little bit with what you guys have been saying, and, and there's just tears. What if you found a nice rebound wyvern? <laughs> wyverns aren't real dragons. That's like saying we should. That's like saying we should we should worship a dragonborn. That's just silly. Yeah, but you need a rebound. You don't want to commit yourself they, to a new they, relationship they are so se- soon. A self-possessed people that need no dragon. They need no dragon. Do you don't need us though? There are many things you might need, and you have the emotional intelligence to decide for yourself who you want to be from this point onward, and um. We can't tell you who that is, but we can get out of your way so that you can either find new life with another dragon or or find new life with yourselves. Um, knowing that you were strong enough to care for a dragon, which means you are strong enough to take on anything and and drow be damned and I um I believe in you. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check with advantage because of what everybody's been saying. Uh, is it a, is it, hold on, is it a plus five for persuasion? It is a plus five for persuasion. God, please hope the second roll is. That's an 11. He looks at you kind of cockeyed and looks at everybody. And then looks back at the, the dozen or so behind him. And in Draconic says, we weren't going to survive anyway. Come on. Let's see what's left. And kind of, and kind of def- Feated starts to puts his crossbow bolt down and says, and back in common looks at all of you and says, "Just, just go and just don't go into where the spawn rooms are. Just go." Okay, stay out of the spawn rooms. Spawning rooms, yeah, probably where their eggs are. And they they start to kind of very slowly walk around you and head towards where the pile is. All right, let's get out of let's. <laughs> yeah, we leave immediately. <laughs> let's let's hot Harold, let's hightail it. Bernie's gonna pat Zing nicely and on the shoulder and say, I'm I'm real sorry, buddy. He doesn't res- he just stops, you pat him. He doesn't look at you, he doesn't respond. He doesn't shake you off, but doesn't respond. And then he keeps walking. Come go, Snoot, let's go. Yep. We leave. We we leave. <laughs> Post haste. And you guys kinda take the long route? Oh yeah. Yeah. All the way yeah, around. We, yeah. you don't- take- the way we came. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no alarms, no surprises. By the way, I have no stealth left, so... Well, are you walking or are you stealthing? We're yeah, just we're walking the fuck as out. far as I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, are you leaving the, the sword lit the whole time, or are you going to put it out? What are you going to do? I'll leave, I'll leave it out the whole time. Okay. As he uses the sword to lead you all away and out of this this horrible place where horrible things happened with some of your, your new loot... We'll stop there. We'll pick up Ooh, next time 
in still in the tunnels under the underdark as you guys attempt to get back to where you came from. And let me give you some experience. Yeah, so I, I, I want to use this sword as in as much a non-combat capacity as I can, because pretty much next short rest, I'm handing it to Carlton. <laughs> Fair, but having it lit up like a firefly probably invites combat. Just hey, I've got one more fireball left. <laughs> okay, so for doing some, some pretty good searches on the pile, for managing mostly uh, with the group of you to convince the horde of kobolds to not attack and to actually leave you alone, because that was going to be interesting as you guys hey, all- the clock and ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, they were all uh, looking at their dead god and looking at this this uh, room, and um, they didn't find the body of Evelyn at first because she's in the you know she she was in a corner. Uh, so yeah, so for doing all of that, for <laughs> an interesting moment in where I thought people were going to take weapons that were going in different directions. That was very interesting. Mm. <laughs> we'll see what happens with Jonathan with a sword. I was kind of looking forward to seeing Bernie with a bow, but you never know. I will give you guys. Bernie knew knew what we were what we came for. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie was on mission the entire time. I will give you guys a total of five thousand one hundred experience to split between the four of you. Somebody's got that calculator, right? Um, is it twelve seventy five? Is it? Is Plus. it? I'll I'll save you the angst. It's not. Boo. Do you just ah. boo the amount of experience I <laughs> gave you? We're wow. about 300 shy. Uh, okay, so no, I, I said moo. 47731. Maybe it'll happen, or maybe Lauren will stop giving us monsters to kill. Hey, listen, you guys didn't kill anything today. You still got experience, because I like giving you experience. And you do role-playing things as well, which is we why do like the role play. Yes. That we do. And, and I think persuading the kobolds to not attack and not having to kill them should be worth just as much experience as killing them. I, yeah, yeah, and if I they find agree. a nice wyvern to settle down with. <laughs> Bernie, no, that, nope, you nearly nope. fucking killed me with that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was the super rebound funny. wyvern. <laughs> All right, next time there will be more discussions about wyverns and also you still have to get out of the Undermountain. Yay! Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Michael Lapointe, aka Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.